0: Bringing you the Bible's view of the news, after many weeks' absence, this is Paul Billington back with you again to look at what's going on and how it fits in with what the prophets have told us to expect. Our starting point in this exercise is, and must be, what the prophets of God have left on record. So, as we see Israel's Prime Minister Ehud Olmert trotting around the globe and holding meetings with President Bush, Tony Blair, Jacques Chirac, and others, we have to make a distinction between the expressed hopes and the plans on the one hand and accomplished realities on the other. There is often a great difference between what politicians say they will do and what they actually do. That is what we must bear in mind now, when all kinds of intentions are being voiced by world leaders, because the backdrop to it all is the voice of the prophets. One passage of Scripture that we have frequently referred to during our recent tour of Australia and New Zealand is Ezekiel chapter 34 and verses 13 to 16. Perhaps you'd like to look it up with me now. God says through the prophet, I will bring them out from the people, and gather them from the countries, and will bring them to their own land, and feed them upon the mountains of Israel, by the rivers, and in all the inhabited places of the country. And I will feed them in a good pasture, and upon high mountains of Israel shall their fold be. There shall they lie in a good fold, and in a fat pasture shall they feed upon the mountains of Israel." I will feed my flock, and I will cause them to lie down, saith the Lord God. I will seek that which was lost, and bring again that which was driven away, and will bind up that which was broken, and will strengthen that which was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will feed them with judgment. This is easy enough to understand. God says He will bring them, His scattered sheep of Israel, out from the people and gather them from the countries. He will bring them to their own land and he will feed them upon the mountains of Israel. Now what do we see today as an accomplished fact? We see Israel gathered out of the countries and back in their own land. Not only that, since nineteen sixty seven we see them in settlements upon the mountains of Israel and as has been pointed out many times before on this program, this is Judea and Samaria, the so-called West Bank. This is where God says He will feed His sheep. Look at the repeated emphasis to this in verses 13 and 14 in this chapter, the mountains of Israel. Now, last March, when Israel went to the Poles, Ehud Olmert said that if he was elected, he would unilaterally withdraw from the mountains of Israel, the West Bank, and hand it all over to the Palestinians. He was elected, but by a narrow margin. I was in Jerusalem at the time and discussed the issue with an Israeli journalist and businessman, Moshi Kapinsky. He's an Orthodox Jew. Turning now to more recent events... We've just had an election in Israel and uh, quite what the coalition will turn out to be yet, we don't know. They're saying that uh, the Kadima party and Olmert uh, is the winner. That's what the media are reporting. Uh, The question is, that's in everybody's mind, is do you think that uh, Kadima will be able to carry out that unilateral plan to withdraw from the West Bank? Uh, From our understanding the Scriptures are teaching that there must be a Jewish presence on the mountains of Israel. The mountains of Israel are Judea and Samaria. So it would seem to us, as you look at it, that the Scripture is saying one thing, and uh, Kadima and Olmert and his people are saying they're going to do something else. How how do you take that?
1: First of all, I think you're right. I think the fact that they call themselves Kadima, which means forward, is meaning they're running ahead, so much forward they forgot to look behind them and see where they came from and and people who don't have a past don't really have a future. The 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 news media would like to think of this as a great victory for Kadima, but, in fact, it, it really wasn't. The uh, expectations of 45 seats that dwindled down by hundreds of thousands of voters to 28 is actually a, a political disaster for Ulmert. He does not have the power to do any of his plans unilaterally anymore, and, as a result, even though he may want to and he may try to meet the needs of the European and American sort of thinkers of realpolitik that think they know exactly what the best situation is without taking God's idea into plan, um, I don't think he'll be very successful at it. He will try. We will need to struggle, just like we struggled till now and, and, and retained our allegiance to the ultimate vision of God, without, by the way, repeating the sin of Jeroboam and Rechavam and Yeravam where they split the people. We need to remain connected as one people and those that believe that in the end we will continue to be one people but also connected to God's will are those that are going to win. The the, the voyage is long but there was a song that all the children, the young people in orange, the orange t-shirts used to wear, used to sing throughout all that time and, and the song was that the eternal people do not have a fear of the long voyage. We're here for the long voyage. There is no fear, not Kadima and not uh, the European Union and not Bush can change that, that there is a plan and that plan will be played itself out. So I think Kadima is in a much more difficult situation. I would have hoped for a lot stronger side of our side winning, but obviously God has a different plan. But at this point, we have a long struggle ahead of us, but we're in a better position than we were only a day
0: ago. Since then, Olmert has been facing a lot of opposition to his unilateral withdrawal plan. Strange as it may seem, the Palestinians are against it. King Abdullah of Jordan doesn't want to see it happen. Mr. Bush has been less than enthusiastic. This week, Tony Blair has said no to it. He said, and I quote, "'The only way is a negotiated settlement. There is no other way to move forward.' Jacques Chirac of France is singing the same hymn tune, but with the interesting refrain added, and reported yesterday, it is time to impose peace on the region. So Ehud Olmert's election promises are not looking too healthy right now. Carolyn Glick of the Jerusalem Post has labelled Olmert's plan an Israeli surrender, and that's just about what it amounts to. Olmert told Tony Blair, "'We are prepared to pull out from most of the occupied territories "'for the formation of a Palestinian state.' "'But you know what? We've heard it all before. "'That is exactly what another Ehud wanted to do. "'Ehud Barak, working with President Clinton, "'wanted to do the same thing, but Yasser Arafat wouldn't accept it. "'They couldn't give it away.' why is that let's ask ezekiel the prophet who tells us god's word on the matter i will feed them in a good pasture and upon the high mountains of israel ezekiel 34 verse 14 with not much support at home and with world opinion running against his unilateral withdrawal plan it looks as though ehud will have to think again And according to the Israeli newspaper Haaretz, this is what is happening. The Israeli government is already looking for another approach to the problem, and it's doubtful whether they will succeed in finding one. Perhaps the words of Francis Jacques Chirac should be noted when he said, It is time to impose peace on the region. Ezekiel 38 tells us that that is what Gog and his mighty army will come to do. Verse 8 reads, After many days thou shalt be visited, in the latter years thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword and gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have always been waste, but it is brought forth out of the nations. So you see how it is that the Bible is ahead of the news. Isn't that reason for us to believe it? I think it is talk with you again next week. God will you.